0: Where have you had the most fun? What's been the most amazing thing you've come across?
2: Probably B&Q
3: in Warrington.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He literally tried to wipe the symmetry from his chin. (laughs)
1: Hello, uh, welcome to the Say It and Spray It podcast. Joining me as always, the CEO of Merwalls the man with the cans. Hello, Mark. How are you? I'm good, Justin. How are you been? Very good, very good, mate. So we've got a double header today. By that, I mean, we've got two guests, not just one guest, two guests. One of them is a retired Liverpool legend, and the other is the owner, I guess, of the Greeters Guild, which I didn't know much about until I started seeing things coming through on TikTok and all sorts of things, and I thought, oh, okay, this is interesting. So today we're joined by Jan Mulby and... Troy Hawk.
4: The same for me, Justin, like Troy Hawk, just come out of nowhere, didn't it? And you kind of think, who is this guy? This is sensational. You're seeing a guy in a smoker's jacket with a tweed little moustache standing outside Poundland greeting people. <laughs> it's just throwing <laughs> everyone. It's just genius, really. And, and um, obviously, he's coming out with this amazing social media content. And he's just so sharp, funny and witty that it just makes everything so brilliant. And um, obviously, I started seeing quite a lot of him popping up. And there was just this really bizarre randomness that he used to blame Jan Mulby for sending him to BMQ when he got told off and got kicked out of places. Who sent you here? And he always blamed Jan Mulby for, for what I understood no bizarre reason. And um I, I just I think that was fascinating, really. And I always was really interested why that was the case. And then obviously with the work that we're doing in the murals in Liverpool, Jan is somebody that we've we've spoken about many a times um in that very top-tier, legendary status, what he'd done for that club. And um, he is definitely regarded as a top player for Liverpool Football Club. And we really wanted to do something. And I just thought, we haven't done really much that's got a bit of humour in it. And I think that if we had done something of Jan Mulby to celebrate him, that's well-deserved. And then somehow brought a little bit of Troy Hawk in it. And my initial reaction was, let's, let's just get him to come down there and reveal it. And then that kind of transposed into him actually pretending to be spray painting them so he's him actually painting the mural and uh and and it was just so much fun there was a little bit of organizing involved in it and when i contacted um I got introduced to jan's wife she thought it was a brilliant idea that they obviously knew who troy was and they just thought it was a great idea, great concept. And uh, we made it happen. So, right. yeah, I was really looking forward to bringing them together to meet each other for the first time. Because I was amazed that that hadn't happened.
1: So was the process? You were painting Yan Mulby's, or you knew you were going to be painting Yan Mulby's mural. And then you thought, I'll get in touch with Troy and surprise him with it. Is that kind of how it worked?
4: No, we 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 kind of come up with a concept. I mean, we still thought about doing something for for Yan. But then when the opportunity come up, because I got introduced to Troy actually from a mutual friend, a guy called Kevin Moreland who runs an amazing charity called An Hour for Others. And it is just absolutely amazing where people donate an hour of their time to help other people whether it's a painter decorator going in or just genuinely helping somebody and it's a great concept and uh, Kevin's a great guy and Troy had actually been in contact and I think that he actually created some merchandise and donated all the funds to it it's absolutely incredible right uh, what what Troy had done for him and we got introduced and we just had a conversation I remember to start exploring. I was on the phone, I started telling him about what we'd done at murals, and he kind of just went, Stop, stop. And I was like, Oh, okay, sorry, have I said something? He goes, You had me at Mural. And he basically um, kind of looked in. I think he was looking on Google at some of the stuff that we'd done. And he just said, We don't need to talk anymore. This is brilliant. I'd love to be involved. And, uh, that's where it all started, and I think within six months we we had a mural up there and uh, we arranged for them to to meet each other at the, uh, the reveal of it.
1: Right, so let's go over to Troy and Jan and chat with them. Hello, Yan Mulby. How are you? I'm just wonderful, Justin
3: coming towards near the, uh, at the end of the season, but uh, I'm well, it's been tremendous and already I guess I'm a bit like you isn't it looking forward to next season already.
1: Yeah, yeah, as a Watford fan, I'm not sure. I'm looking forward to next season. Uh, it remains it remains to be seen. So Jan, you are a Danish former professional footballer and manager and you played in the midfield. 21 goals you scored in 1985-86 from the midfield. Come on, that's pretty good. I wish we had midfielders that scored that amount of goals.
3: Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, Justin? You know the 85-86 season was for half a season Played without any TV cameras at any games. The first live game that season was January 1986.
1: Watford 2, Liverpool 3. There you go. I was probably at that game and I was probably very upset. Did you score in that game? No, I didn't. No, I played at the back. Okay.
3: That's probably why you scored too because our defence wasn't very good.
1: Excellent stuff. Mark has, shall we say, immortalised you in a mural in Liverpool.
4: Yeah, I'm not going to take all the credit for it because um, my artist, Mr Meena, was heavily involved and also our other guest was the one that done all the amazing artwork. He's the one that picked up the cans and made it look as good as it does. So, I mean, that's how it all come about. I think it's worth introducing our guest and then we can tell the story.
1: Okay, well, let's bring in our other guest then, Troy Hawk not- Hello there.
4: I, I, I've been listening now. I heard...
2: Uh, Earlier on, before we started recording, Jan was telling us about a West Ham player that literally booted all of the teeth out of his skull. And he couldn't remember the name of this chap who'd changed his head forever. Yes, at, at the click of a finger, he can recall a scoreline from the same time period. That just shows you how selfless this man is. <laughs> and we don't know Literally who he was. Literally had is. all his teeth booted in by a West Ham player whose name we still need to find, so he can go in my little black book. Don't know who he. Is. We will find out who this is, and I'm going to write him a strongly worded letter of complaint.
3: Troy, surely this is Mark's. This is Mark's gig, isn't it? Mark, you're the West Ham guy.
4: Yeah, and then I apologise on behalf of that West Ham player who we're going to Google and find out who kicked in Jan Mulby's teeth a bit later
1: on. Wonderful. I do have two names that have been sent to me here. Uh, David Swindlehurt or Paul Goddard, does that sound right? Yes. yes,
2: Goddard. that's the one. There you go, Troy. I mean, I mean, well, he sounds like a Charles Dickens villain for starters, <laughs> doesn't he? Talk <laughs> about nominative determinism. If anyone's going to kick somebody's teeth in, it's
1: Swindlehurt. Okay, well, there you go. You can write that one in your book, Troy. Perhaps then, Troy, you should maybe explain why Jan is immortalised on a, on a wall in mean, Liverpool.
2: I, I am mean, this is a long. This is a long
1: story, Dustin.
2: That's fine.
1: That's fine. Oh, right, you have time.
2: All right. Essentially, um, I was homeschooled. So when you're homeschooled, you, um, you, you know, you, I was homeschooled alone. Essentially, I didn't leave the house pretty much the first eighty percent of my life. It was just mother and I. And one of my resources was something called CFAX I'm not sure if you remember Fax, It came up on the television. It was pre-text, pre-internet. It was written information that you could digest. Now. I would scan the CFAX and I'd read everything religiously. And in the sports pages, this name kept coming up, Jan Moby. And I'd never felt a name like that in my mouth. I'd never read a similar name. I kept saying it round the house, Jan Moby. Honestly, it used to really upset mother. But it, eventually, um, as soon as I was allowed access to newspapers and so on, when my adolescence started to uh, blossom, I, I began to read about Jan and his style of play, which essentially was always to make everybody around him look as wonderful as possible. You see, never left the center circle. He'd be spraying passes out to everybody. It was the, the creative, selfless nucleus of any team that he was a part of. And then fast forward a few. I was always fascinated. That's locked in my brain. Fast forward a few years and I decided to start up a non-consensual brand of consumer service whereby I would look at places, businesses in the UK that had poor customer relation reviews and I'd go in as a one-man army to try and rectify this situation by individually appointing myself at the door of wherever it happened to be, be it being q marks and Spencer, Anyway, at some point I needed, you know, one man alone cannot an army be. I needed somebody as, a, as a, a sort of a, you know, authoritarian figure, a CEO. And immediately... Yan uh, was the first person that came to mind because I feel like his playing style perfectly encapsulated the selfless ethos of the Greeters Guild in making everybody around me look as wonderful as possible. I, I believe that answers the first part of your question. It does. It- so, so, yeah, so is
4: Jan on is Yan on the payroll for the Greeters Guild, or do you just adopt him onto it without him knowing? We
2: we we we, we haven't had those discussions yet. I'm sure I'm sure Yan's representation will reach out <laughs> at some point. <laughs> to make things official, but we, we we haven't talked numbers. Other than Scrabble numbers, because Jan Mulby happens to be worth 22 in Scrabble. Look it up, fact, which is the same as Troy Hawk and Greeter's Guild. Uh, now, all of those three tools added up together make 66. You cut that in half, you get the magical number 33, which is also the amount of caps Jan Molby won playing for Denmark. You see, with that, that kind of numerical synchronicity, uh, how can you argue with it? Wow. Troy,
4: Troy, I saw you live, and it's absolutely amazing. Your mathematics blows me away because I'm terrible at it. What, what's Mule Wolves? on a Scrabble?
2: Mule in Scrabble. Uh, hang on, five, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, dear, very bad. Thirteen. Uh thirteen, uh One one Uh thirteen in Scrabble is the same as Nazi and Knobhead. So
4: <laughs> I would
2: recommend maybe throwing an extraneous silent vowel in there somewhere. I have to be honest. We can we could do
4: that. We have to rebrand, but no problem.
2: Right. Could you could you make it Merwolf singular, which brings you to twelve.
4: Actually, no, because twelve
2: wolf. is the same in Scrabble as Illuminati. So I think we right. have to go to a fourteen. I'm afraid.
4: Well, right. maybe we get the W on a triple letter, and then we're flying.
2: It doesn't work like that. We're not literally playing Scrabble. You silly boy. <laughs> oh, oh,
4: sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, well, no, it's
2: all right. Not everybody's as well as well versed in Scrabble numerology as I am. I forgive you. Wonderful. Thank you, Troy.
1: So, is the motto of the Greeters Guild "What would Jan Moby do"?
2: What would Jan Moby do? Now, now, that's always been a, a phrase that I have personally lived my life by. It didn't come in. Into uh, existence until I was uh, I was I was confronted with a player I forget his name now. He plays for Manchester City. Uh, Jan, what was his name? Kevin De Bruyne. Yes, yes, yes. Kevin De Bruyne. I'm not a football fan. You see, I'm a Jan Moby fan. Anyway... Um, why, why was you
4: watching CFAX, then, if you're not
2: a football fan? Oh, no, I was watching CFAX to absorb information about an outside world that up to then I had no idea about because Mother felt like she should keep me in the house for as long as possible. <laughs> but anyway, so I saw this Kevin De Bruyne chat, and I happened to know, because I'd seen a team sheet, I happened to know he occupied roughly the same kind of position that Jan sort of exemplified in his stunning career. And I thought, right, if, if anyone needs a, a role model at this point, it's this chap. So I said, welcome to training camp. we Have got any out to worries, just ask yourself, what would Jan Moby do? He had a little chuckle to himself because uh, I, 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 th- I think he realised the importance, the, va- the validity, uh, and, and I think partly me saying that to him is a key factor in Manchester City's success this season. I think very few people would
1: argue with that. That's a good point. That's a very good so, point. So
4: basically, Man City success has come because of Jan Moby? Uh, inadvertently, yes. Absolutely. That's amazing. Liverpool fans won't
3: thank you for that, Jan. Uh, oh. well, I think what always trying to say is that Kevin obviously yeah, evaluated the way he played after the discussion he had, became a lot more selfless. Is that what we're saying, Troy?
2: Moby esque.
3: Moby esque. that's going a bit too far. Do you find- <laughs> Do you
2: you find... That's exactly what a selfless person would say. You are painting yourself into an altruistic corner, Jan. (laughs) Oh, sorry about that. And and again, sorry. It's okay, Troy.
1: Carry on, Karen. I'll ask Jan in a sec, fine.
2: I I think I've finished. Okay. (laughs) Okay. It It was the origin of what would Jan Moby do? And then what's unfortunately now happened is I think Jan in real life has people coming up to him in person while he's doing... What he's doing and saying to him, What would Jan Moby do? I mean, what what, what are you supposed to say to that? It, it is a
3: tricky question, isn't it? But it, it, it does follow me around a little bit. So I don't know whether to thank you or not, uh, Troy. I think that I would like to thank you for it because, you know, my family, even my family in Denmark, are quite excited about it all. And uh, you've got a lot of followers. Didn't your Boy, mother
2: get very worried?
3: <laughs> yeah, what is this all about? And obviously, my 86 year old mother doesn't quite understand uh, the modern world as, as, as such. And, and she's going, Why is this chap using your name, Jan? I said, Don't worry <laughs> more. There's no. <laughs> (laughs)
1: Fantastic Well there you go You've you've got maybe a career in I don't know Agony aunt or something Going forward yeah And you can have people Asking you for advice And all sorts of things And all you've got to do Is say what you would do Rather than what they should do I think that's fantastic That's really really good Exactly Exactly. I think,
4: yeah. when you first met Troy, I think you, I remember you telling him a story about somebody on the train. You was on a train that broke down. Somebody turned around we and asked you the question.
3: Yeah, we, we were on a train that was stopped for whatever reason. I could have been many reasons. And I we was just talking to a few people who obviously knew who I was. And then there was a guy in the background. I wasn't aware that he even knew who he was. And he just popped up and he went, what would Jan Moldy do? To be fair, I didn't have the answer.
1: Uh, th- this... <laughs> Let's wait. So the actual mural that's been painted is a Panini sticker, isn't it? And it actually says underneath it, what would Yan Mulby do, doesn't it? Mm.
2: Yeah, that was my it, design. My, yeah, my it's Panini
4: or, or another brand as such that might actually create right. such stickers. Football sticker, uh, was, we'll call it, yeah. Football <laughs> sticker, yeah. Retro football sticker from the 80s and just an idea of kind of, I mean, for me growing up, it was stickers, sticker albums, Panini stickers. And I just think when you think of Jan, I probably had, uh, probably had loads of doubles of Jan. He was definitely one of the ones where you could do a lot of swapsies for for the shinies and I thought it'd be brilliant of uh creating that as a as a sticker
2: I mean you could have got the shorts in there
4: should have got the shorts in there you're right so the, maybe the for the next one
2: maybe for the follow-up one maybe. because, because I, I'll be honest with you Jan I, I get sent a lot of pictures of you and I would say 98% of them are I'm, I'm not sure what what era with the particularly tight shorts oh 80s yeah mid 80s yeah mm-hmm. it would would been
3: definitely 80s yeah
2: yes yes and people are very yeah. fond of that I, I, immensely so,
4: Very Jack Grealish, isn't it? I think he's uh, he's been looking at the uh, retro football and uh, taking it on board for himself.
2: You know, I had a, a slight misunderstanding with Jack Grealish. Yeah, talk <laughs> us through this. This all was right.
1: this was at the training ground, was it?
2: Yes, so it was the same uh, same uh, greeters guild shifts. Uh, obviously, I was dealing with the Man City players, and uh, Jack Grealish came in, and obviously, my job at this point is to give them all a bit of a boost and a bespoke compliment, and Jack came in. And our eyes met. And I said, welcome to training camp. You have a fabulously symmetrical face. And he said, you what? (laughs) And I knew that my delivery was on point. I've done this a lot. I knew I was succinct. I knew I was clear. And and then what happened? There was 10 seconds. It was edited out of the video because it was so criminally awkward. There was 10 seconds of intense eye contact between Jack and I. He was waiting for me to look away, and I was searching his eyes for some kind of comprehension as to what was going on. And I repeated myself. Even more clearly this time, you have a fabulously symmetrical face. And at that point, I realized what was going on. He didn't understand the meaning of the word symmetrical. He thought, and he quoted this in an interview later, that I was mugging him off, because <laughs> at that point, he literally tried to wipe the symmetry from his chin. <laughs>
4: I saw that. It's brilliant. And, and he was kind of looking for reassurance, wasn't he, from his teammates? You know, he's seen that better. guy outside holding his chin, kind of. Have I got a perfectly symmetrical face? <laughs>
2: but, but what was interesting is folk on Twitter, um, and, and they, they can be wonderful sometimes, folk on Twitter literally cross sectioned his face both sides and mathematically <laughs> proved that I was correct. <laughs> that
1: is superb. <laughs> Selling a little? Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, fantastic. And he also said something to Erling
1: Haaland, I think, that he didn't quite understand. Something about... I,
2: I, th- I think he understood. You see, this is the thing, is, is he, he, he grew up in Leeds, I, I think. I think the whole idea of a linguistic barrier is wrong. I called him a tremendous Nordic meat shield. <laughs> I think he understood. He just didn't know quite how to process those words at that time. Um, but that, that has stuck to a certain extent. I'm not sure if he would thank me uh, for that. Or, or it would go the other way. But he is a tremendous Nordic meat shield. I'm it's, not
1: wrong. It's a compliment. It's, it's definitely a compliment. It is a compliment. Yeah, yeah. So the first time you actually met Jan was at the unveiling of the mural. How was that? For- was, it, it, it,
2: was, it, was, it was stunning. It, 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 he was nothing but rambunctious warmth. It was, it was everything that I hoped it would be. Lovely, polite, wonderful listener. Fantastic eye contact. Made me feel like I was the only person in the freezing cold snowy street for a few seconds. It, it was freezing cold, wasn't it? It there was, was freezing. It was smelling. It was snowy.
4: And you were there just in, in your little thin smoker's jacket.
2: Thank you for calling it a smoking jacket. Not is is that correct? That okay. is correct. But yes, yes, we, we we embraced, we swapped stories. I felt like I'd known the man for years, which in some ways I have. Yeah. And the same it? for you, Jan. I, yeah.
4: I guess that you felt like you've known Troy for some time. How was it meeting him finally?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not what I just see myself because everybody else reminds me and I get sent videos and pictures, uh, relentless from my friends. But it was surreal the way a because for some reason i didn't realize Detroit troy was going to be there and then secondly of course he was in character you know and that's the oh, thank your pardon <laughs> <laughs>
2: What do you mean in character? I'm what you sure. see is what you get, Jen. Yeah. Exactly. Do, do, you, do you mean by character? Do you mean fun at parties, that kind of thing? Absolutely, absolutely. In yes. in, in my in, in my cups, just joyous exuberance. <laughs> is that what you
3: mean? All, all dressed up, ready to go. Exactly right. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. That is yeah. exactly what I meant. Fantastic. Uh, David, actually, fair. I have to echo what Joy We had a, we had a nice discussion we had a few pictures uh, and then that evening we went to see him perform live which I actually agree with you Mark to stand up there for almost an hour and to do what he did I thought it was sensational you know, thank it, you thank a you lot so much real intelligent clever comedy which is what Troy delivers thank you so much stop it I need a second this
2: is too much
3: It's difficult, can't it, you know, to to entertain people But no, and and the audience absolutely loved it Which you know anyway But I just have a you know, sure you've been able now to travel the world I mean, what is your favourite event? Where where have you had the most fun? What's been the most amazing thing you've come across?
2: Probably B&Q in Warrington
3: <laughs> not the Formula
2: yeah, One in Australia. Uh, no, 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 not the Formula One. I didn't have a clue who any of those people were. I knew, all right. I, I small life. I knew who Lewis Hamilton uh, was, but all all of the rest of them, I'd, I'd literally walk past in the street, no idea who any of them were. No, no, no. It was the B and Q in Warrington where I, I met one of the most stunningly formidable managers. I've ever met in my entire life. This, this woman was exquisitely herself. She, as she approached me to remonstrate with my presence, I've, I've never seen someone so delighted in the idea that they were about to tell somebody off. She saw me, right, and, and her eyes went glazed as, as though she was a starving person who'd just seen this sumptuous, perfectly cooked banquet. I knew I was making her day by being the wrong person at the wrong time. And and she had the authority to come and squash me as hard and fast as possible. And I was absolutely fascinated and delighted by her. And I have to be honest, I owe that lady so much. <laughs> she changed everything for me. That was, No, no, it's always going to be B&Q in Warrington. doesn't matter where I go, Champions League final, whatever. It's going to be B&Q in Warrington on a, a rainy day in March 2022. That's always going to be the highlight.
4: Troy, is that the one where, is that the lady who came out and asked what you're doing and you said, I'm greeting people, and she said, no, we don't do that. Is that the yeah. one? Absolutely. Yeah. And there's customers complaining. Customers complaining.
2: What are they complaining about? That you're greeting them. They're complaining (laughs)
4: that I'm greeting them. It's off brand. It's off brand. I remember that one. I'm off brand. You
2: you, you don't want your customers happy. No. Welcome to B and Q. I hope you find everything you need. No, we don't want that. Honestly, Catherine Tate herself could not have played that part better. Oh, Superb, perfect.
4: And I should imagine from the live, like obviously we're talking about what was the best one in terms of the live events. I should imagine Liverpool obviously had the biggest connection with Yan Of course, everyone knows Yan but in especially in Liverpool, did that help? That oh, sort of things?
2: I, I I adore playing in Liverpool. I, I have to be honest here. Uh, Scousers are some of my favourite people in the world. I, I, absolute they're they're, they're kind of emotional outliers to much of the rest of the uk see coming from coming from the south and all of the sort of passive aggression and the small talk and everything you come up to liverpool and there's no small talk there's just loud talk you never have to ask a scouser how they're feeling because it's either immediately obvious or they will immediately tell you that's wonderful because everybody knows where they stand and they tend to oscillate wildly between sound And fuming I just love The emotional openness Of the people of Liverpool They are the best crowds In the world I'm sure you found that Yourself In terms of crowds
3: Yeah Yeah I did actually Uh, It's a very welcoming city At the best of time And that obviously Transferred into the stadium uh, Which was important You know For for a 21 year old Foreign guy uh, Joining Liverpool At at that time Not just to come And play football But to replace One of the great Liverpool players Ever in Graham Sooner So I think having A welcoming city And a welcoming crowd was, was absolutely massive, massive but I do agree with you you know it's either fuming or sound but, but,
2: but there is something about when the people of Liverpool decide that you pass muster and they open their arms to you I mean there's something about you know I mean you're still there yeah
3: yeah it's uh, that moment where they go he's one of our own almost uh, you know and I was told pretty early on that it's pretty important to be part of the uh, the community as much as you can isn't it we try to do that and I think it's worked up of
2: course it has no yeah I, I don't know there's a sort of cultural identity about Liverpool that I absolutely adore because you see I, I'm from Surrey and we don't have any of that <laughs> I think our biggest cultural reference point is The Good Life, which was a (laughs) television series that uh, ran in the 1970s.
1: Yeah, it was actually filmed in Northwood, which is about five miles from me. Can all something drive? Yeah.
2: All right, so we we
4: haven't even got that.
1: No, sorry, no.
4: (laughs) It was filmed in Northwood. But I have to agree because obviously we're we're painting all around the country now, all around the world as well, but when we're doing these murals, especially the football ones around Anfield, the people around there, they're they're a different breed. They're absolutely amazing and they're so hospitable. They'll come up to you and they'll offer you a cup of tea. They'll give you their last pound to, to go and get a sandwich or something like that. They're so friendly and we get on really well with them. Of course, a lot of the people that we see over and over now know us down there, but it's a real experience. It takes a little bit of the time to kind of understand what they're saying. I remember when uh, uh, when you was there, Troy, and uh, we was revealing Jan's mural, some guy just popped out from behind the wall. We're not sure if he lives in the wall or not, but it, it took you a while to understand what he was saying as well, Matt.
2: Well, we thought he was robbing a house. <laughs> I mean, not to not to you know pick at sort of low hanging fruit here, but it did look very shifty. We just suddenly saw this tiny head poke around the wall. Uh, he was screaming for you, yeah. It was
3: razor sharp humor, Troy. Razor sharp. Are you robbing a house, sir? Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I mean, to be fair, if that's his house, his house is now wearing your face. So I, I think he did have the right to sort of, you know, come over and say hello and so on. If it's not his house and I was bang on, well, you know. <laughs> it'd, be
4: a, it'd be a great crime watch reconstruction, wouldn't it, to have to go through that all again with the making of the mural and yeah, Mulby and Troy Hulk just standing there randomly while this
1: guy's robbing a house. <laughs> Where is this mural, Mark? It's, 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 on a, it's on a street, isn't it?
4: It's in Anfield. Okay. Uh, not on the stadium, but it's in Anfield and it's Sybil Road. Next to uh, a mural appears of Trent um, Alexander Arnold, and opposite our mural of Jordan Henderson and Sir Roger Hunt and Ian St John.
1: You must, uh, you must like these murals uh, around Yan. Do you think these are these are a good thing? the, the street art of um, <laughs> legends around Anfield, around Liverpool.
3: The, the first one I remember. Uh in terms of sporting memorabilia was the one for Jurgen Klopp i don't know whether that's the first or not but that was the first time i became aware uh, and i thought fair enough here you know, we got a guy who's come in transformed the football club transformed a lot of people's lives uh, and i kind of thought he might end with Jurgen Klopp but then there's winning the titles after 30 years and then came the mural of the last title winning captain Alan Hansen, next to Jordan Henderson and then it sort of escalated and i have to be totally honest I say former player, before you have a mural, I think you're kind of cool with you not having a mural, because it's very difficult to judge who should be on a wall and who shouldn't. So I was just delighted. I mean, one of my best friends, Ian got won. This is as good as it gets, and it's the nearest to Anfield, it's his pole position, isn't it? And I was absolutely delighted. And I saw the unveiling of a few of the others, and I never gave it a second thought other than, great, tremendous, these boys really deserved it. And then all of a sudden it was my turn again. Didn't necessarily think a lot of it at the time, but then when he comes, the attention is, is 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 quite incredible. Of course, because of social media, isn't it? You know, I get so many text messages of people who just pops past and has a picture. It's a foot, it's a photo opportunity, and uh, you know, you can spend the whole day walking around the, the Anfield area looking at at, at, at murals and just be amazed at, at the quality of it all. Isn't I was I was at the John Barnes one, the Ian Callaghan Phil Neal one the other week as well, isn't it? Tremendous. I just wish we could get through them
1: all. We all get one. Because it is difficult to pick and choose. Are there any other Liverpool players that you think should have a a mural in the Liverpool area?
3: Well, obviously, you've always got to be careful with with answering a question like that, because there is so many legends. Uh, But I was with a guy last Friday in Copenhagen, uh, Robbie Fowler, or better known to Liverpool fans as God. Uh, (laughs) And I think the impact that he had coming into the team as an 18-year-old, the goals that he scored, the fact that he's a local boy, but also... He is loved in a way by Liverpool fans that you very rarely see. He is loved in a way that is only reserved for very few. So I think Robbie Fowler would be a tremendous choice.
0: We've
4: painted, the saint, we've painted the saint before, so um, we should do God, really, I guess. Exactly. That would make
3: sense, wouldn't it?
4: When you're with him next time, line it up, tell him that you need to speak to Mark from the murals, and we'll make it happen. OK, I will do, yeah,
3: absolutely.
4: There's so many legends that deserve one that haven't had one yet, but there's still quite a few walls to go, so I'm sure we'll make it happen. It's, it's actually interesting because John Barnes recently had his mural painted by us, and he actually said that he was very jealous of seeing all these murals go up. And he was—he really wanted one, and now he's got one. And he's really proud of it. Well, you can um, understand
3: John being jealous, can't you? You know, because he's recognised as one of the maybe top five best players in the club's history, and he would think, "What do I have to get up there?" Uh, so I understand. Yeah. that. You know, I sort of in a pool of. Players that, you know, we were certainly not amongst the best players that we've ever had, isn't it? But we were part of what can only be described as a very successful period.
4: And you're right, you've got people coming from all over the world to come and see these mules. They do mules tours. At whatever time of day, you'll always see someone standing by at and taking a photograph. And I was only there the other day for the reveal of the Bobby Firmino mule that we done. And we actually arranged it with his uh, family privately to go and do the reveal. It was only us that that apparently knew about it. By the time we got down there, well, an hour before Bobby arrived there was about 150 people there one person knew and it just got the word got out but I felt really sorry for the people that had come down just to have their photo taken of the mural and then walked on and you're looking at them going oh, in five minutes' time, <laughs> they're gonna. They would have stayed five minutes more. And the people that came five minutes after Bobby had left, it was. It's a shame, but there, there was a lot of people there that that had it made their day. You know, to come and see the mural, and then Bobby being there um, and having their
3: photo done, it was incredible. Yeah, it's a good job we didn't tell the public. There would have been twenty thousand there. Well,
4: yeah, this yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, it's even true. when yeah, when yours was revealed, we didn't tell anyone about it. It was literally a couple of people around him before you knew it, bad,
3: then, it. You know, it's it's a social media story, isn't it? You know, it's 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 almost like a social media product isn't it you know people come and have their picture taken isn't it? it gets all over social media isn't it you know so that's kind of your vehicle for, for for getting it out there isn't
4: it oh absolutely but it's such a close-knit area like I said you can you can tell one person yeah. and you guarantee you say yeah Mulvey's coming down there five minutes later there will be 50 people there 100 people there and and that's what kind of happened even in your reveal it was freezing cold and it was snowing but there was just people walked on the off chance because they heard a rumor that yeah might be coming down and
3: Troy they've never seen or met Troy before of
2: course um, and the one one thing I was thinking is, are, are, are these pleased? Because I'm, I'm, I'm getting some secondhand anxiety that some away fans, or I'm just going to put this out here, uh, jealous ex-players who currently do not have a mural. You know, how do you know? Three in the morning, you're not going to have Mark Lawrenson, for example, <laughs> going down there with a black spray can of paints in a balaclava, defacing all the murals. Saying, well, well, yeah. You know, if I haven't got one. Let's see about you having one. How do you?
4: How do you keep them from? <laughs> how do <laughs> they. <laughs> there's there's a couple of ways Of doing it To be uh, fair yeah. So uh, they are police. They're policed by the people That live there I promise you People are watching them All the time um, But the um, we, we actually put A clear varnish on it So it gives oh. it a bit of a shine And that does protect it So if anything Was to happen to it It's very easy to wash off And that's really yeah. important Because not only I, Have unless, you got Jan's, unless... Jan's face on there You've also got Your autograph on there Troy If I'm signing it off That needs to yes. be protected
2: I'm just you know Ronnie Rosenthal Coming along With a sort of Portable flamethrower I mean <laughs> What are you going to
4: do then? God forbid something happens to it now. Mark Lawrenson uh, and Ronnie Rosenthal are going to get quizzed, aren't they, at the police station? Exactly, a
2: 100,000, 100, and so they're short...
1: <laughs> oh, Ronnie! He was a Watford uh, legend for a season. Ronnie Rosenthal absolutely. he was, yeah. yeah, absolutely brilliant. Loved him, loved him. So, are you going to try and get Felicity Kendall and um, Richard Bryars on Surbiton Station then, Troy? Is that is that what? Oh, you're
2: going- good lord, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 li- I live down here, but um, that that's about that 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 that's about as far as my ties go. Right. Uh, I, 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 There's yes, the, the, I mean that, that's exactly the, the, the difference. I, I understand. I'm betraying sorry uh, to a certain extent, but they're they're so emotionally flat they won't do anything about it anyway. <laughs> you know. Um... <laughs> They, I meant we because you know I am oh, sorry, obviously I'm talking about my people, so I'm allowed to.
1: Yes, so what's next for Jan and what's next for Troy? Let's go with Jan first. What's next for you, Jan? What are you up to at the moment?
3: Well, my, mine is pretty straightforward. I work for a TV company in Denmark, I cover the Premier League and Champions League, but that's what I've been doing for a number of years. I, I don't do an awful lot of sort of public appearances in the UK anymore. I, I do my majority of my work back home in Denmark.
1: And presumably- so you're
3: travelling back to Denmark from Liverpool quite a lot then? No, I don't. I tend to go to the games. I'm more of a co-commentator. I will do some studio appearances for Champions League. I would probably be in Copenhagen for the Champions League final, but this is done on a Monday. Yesterday, I was at the Trophy Lift, Manchester City against Chelsea, which gave me an opportunity to go and see the Pep Guardiola mural, uh, which of course you guys have done as well. Really enjoyed that. Go back to Denmark through work, probably 10 times a season.
2: Did uh, you happen want- to bump into Kevin De Bruyne at
3: any point? Yeah, I saw Kevin yesterday, but uh, uh, I, I almost forgot the uh, what would Jan Molby do maybe another time, eh, Troy? I hope he hasn't. To be really fair, it's better when
1: you do it, Troy. I'm <laughs> going to leave <laughs> it exclusively with you.
2: You'll just go up to him and go, hey,
1: Eric, what would I do? <laughs> Excellent. So, what's what's um, coming up for you, Troy? I think you're doing a tour, is that right? Yes. Well, I've got my, my tour's been
2: extended across the UK. Um, I'm also actually going to be at the Champions League final. Uh, so, I do hope uh, you uh, end up being there in person. You'll have to let me know if you do. Uh, as to exactly what i'll be doing there i'll have to keep that a little bit quiet uh, but yeah no i've got some uh, I, i've got some interesting things coming up but at the moment it is touring and uh writing my next show because i'm finishing off this tour and i'm going to start touring again in 2024 and i've got a, a run in new york as well in october november yeah, so I'm all over the shop. Excellent. We uh,
4: we painted at the Champions League final last year, Real Madrid, Liverpool. Uh, We've done some live art and painting. So it'd be amazing if we get invited back there. And then obviously Troy, it sounds like you're going to be there, and Jan will be there as well. So maybe we could do some art together again. I want to be
3: in Istanbul. You want? No, to not really.
4: I want to be in Prague. Yeah, at the moment I'm walking there, and uh, <laughs> I'm trying to see anyone I know that I can get a ticket. So that's my in there is to say that we're, going to, we're going to come and paint for nothing for, the, for your wafer. Um, but yeah, there's not many tickets available.
2: Unfortunately. Oh, you're a West Ham fan? I am, yes. That am. that chap was incredible, wasn't he? What was his name? Nolsey. <laughs> oh Nolsey,
4: yeah,
3: absolutely. absolutely. Oh, yeah.
2: What an Is... absolute legend. And in the interview, you didn't even take full credit. He said, oh, no, it wasn't just me. It was a chap behind me. There was a rear guard. Um, I, I'm not a hero. I, I just did what anyone would do. I just think I just think that chap was
4: wonderful. He was brilliant, wasn't he? He was just battering them away. And he was just kicking in their tape. That's what West Ham people do, isn't it? they're kicking the
1: teeth out of the opposition. <laughs> poor
4: Yan. <laughs> it's it's not
2: it's not quite going to be what would Nolsey do just yet. But I imagine if Yan were in the same position, he'd
4: be up there back to back with Nolsey. <laughs> I think he'd be a good a good assistant to Yan Mulby wouldn't
2: he? Absolutely. He, he he can certainly join the Greasers Guild that chat just in case we we run into any, you know, angry shop managers. I'll just set Nolsey on. The shop managers,
4: yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh, hell of a greeting that would be, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Jan, Troy, thank you so much for coming on the Say It and Spray It podcast. It's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you both. Um, good luck with everything in the, in the future, Troy, with your, your tours. Yan, obviously, as well for you with your, uh, your punditry. It's been so good to speak to you both. Thank you very much for coming on. Absolute pleasure. It's been an unutterable delight.
3: Yes, absolutely wonderful. 45 minutes spent in good company. Super. thanks thank so you. much guys absolutely you, brilliant loved
4: every minute of it thank you it was really good fun and i'm so pleased i brought you guys together yeah i'm sure you guys were keeping contact now but it was uh it was brilliant to do that it was magical and hopefully catch up with you in uh istanbul
3: we will do something very soon Choi, i'll be keeping an eye on you
4: and and vice versa
3: excellent <laughs> take care thank you so See much you guys. guys really appreciate yes. it yeah and
4: thank you so much mate yeah, No, no problems yes. thanks for everything
3: yeah to meet you Always oh, tremendous isn't he that
1: thing with a scrabble
4: yeah that's a brain on you to do that to do it that quickly as well i mean especially if you're performing live yeah obviously you you know you always normal people would be worried about making mistakes and stuff like that you put yourself under pressure when you got to start adding numbers up and stuff exactly it's incredible yeah the live show was incredible Mark I have to be honest I thought it was brilliant the only thing is is them bloody seats I was sort of sitting there yeah, like yeah, that, that just squashed up Is that, that,
1: that the hot water it. place in Liverpool is that, is that that's, that's the right I see it yeah, I, I yeah. see it all the time there's a compare guy in there he's just rips yeah. people For I mean he's just so rude is ruined. that not
4: not Paul the Joker is it
1: yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, that could be yeah, him. Joker, yeah, he's God. become massive, really God. big, he's brilliant. Do not sit in the front row when he's around, because you're just going to no. get it.
4: With Troy, normally on these comedy things, you always get one or two idiots that want a heckle and stuff. You know, and I, I, I don't know about you, Jan, but when I was there, he never had any of that at all. God, Everyone was, was just it. completely no, on right.
1: his side. Hey, this has been great fun, Jan. Thank you very much. Um, well, enjoy the rest of your day, boys. You too, You Jan. too, take care. Thank so you. I'll get you
3: brother. Brother. Cheers.
1: That was really good fun, that was. Really enjoyed that.
4: That is brilliant, wasn't it? Like What an absolute character. And, and it just works so well because Jan Mulby is just such a lovely guy and he's got a great sense of humour as well. And he's taken it all in his stride, isn't he? I mean, yeah. his name's been... Used uh, for blaming well, him for being kicked out of places. It's yeah, just brilliant.
1: Without any sort of kind of reference or permission, just go with it. And then one day you're thinking, you know, Jan yeah, must be thinking, why, why do I keep see, hearing my name being mentioned? And who's this? And what's this all about? It's just, it's just a great story. It's well, a really, really good. I story. love
4: the fact that his mum kept asking him, Jan's <laughs> <laughs> mum kept saying, "What's going on? Why is this guy using your name?" And he's like, yeah. "No, it's all right, mum. It's all right." Listen, I, I, I've been very proud of what we've achieved at murals and working on some of these amazing uh pieces of artwork and, and meeting some of these amazing people but i must say one of my proudest moments is being able to bring troy hawk and uh yeah. Yeah, together that's I, a good I'm
1: one very very proud it's a good moment mate really really good other episodes in this series Stephen gerrard jamie Carragher. there's so many people that we've spoken to so check out our other podcasts uh, until next time we'll see you later Ta-da.